Ma'o, a podcast of the Purple Prize Hawaii's Indigenous Innovation Competition. I'm your host, Kalei Akau. As the sun rises in the east, the sky transforms from dark shades of blue and purple to bright pink and orange when finally the first rays of sun emerge on the horizon. Poni is the purple color painted across the sky right before the sun rises, and Mana'o means to offer our thoughts, ideas, and intentions. We are at the dawn of a new day where our indigenous perspectives, practices, and cultures will shape our future. In ecologically balanced societies, culturally embedded technologies enhance and serve sustainable living systems that provide health and well-being for Aina and people. Poni Mana'o celebrates and shares the stories, experiences, and knowledge of Indigenous innovators and thought leaders at the forefront of culture, technology, sustainability, and social entrepreneurship. Today, we are joined by James Pakele, a community organizer and leader of Pu'u Honua Owayanai. For us at the Purple Prize, we are inspired by James and the important work he leads towards accomplishing a goal we both share, a local economy characterized by sharing, creativity, equity, and sustainability. James, mahalo piha for being here today. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be doing you justice by describing your work and achievement on my own, so for our listeners, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do and how you, how you began doing it? We, uh, I don't know how I began doing it. <laughs> um, you know, like me, I live in Wainai all my life, you know. I was, we grew up poor, food stamp action. Um, my mom was a nurse that couldn't work. Um, she had back problems, so she couldn't function, even though she was on her end. <coughs> um, you know, my dad, he never, I don't think he made more than $12 an hour his whole entire life. So, you know, and my mom would leave my dad off and on because he drink too much sometimes and beat us up. But mm. <coughs> So, you know, we grew up in, like, you know, Uluwe and on the food stamps and <coughs> all that kinds of stuff. And... I mean, you know, luckily we, we grew up in that time. Uh, whereas, you know, if, if that was today, we, we, me and my mom would probably be in one of the, one of those encampments on the beach. You know what I mean? Um, at that time, the, the housing market wasn't as crazy. You know, there was actually low income, for real low income housing available. <coughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of fortunate to have that. Um, but you know, in, in today's society, we pro- we probably wouldn't have that. So, you know, all all the people you see, you know, living in tents on our beaches or whatever, that that's me. You know, mm-hmm. that's and I always I identify with that. You know, and <coughs> I embrace it. I love it. I love that. You know, we we grew up like that. Um, you know, I used to say we you know we grew up. And we just hang around, with, you know, with everybody, and there's this togetherness about everybody. Um, you know, I remember one day had had one hot dog and five boys, five <laughs> of us. You know, and yeah. every everybody gonna bite, bite the hot dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, but every everything was sharing. Um, you know, everybody helped every everybody else out. That's kind of how you, you know, we everybody got by. You know, we grew mm-hmm. up in the oh, anti like you know, one cup sugar. <laughs> two cups flowers and then we borrow two eggs or you know that that kind of deal <coughs> um society was a lot more open then you know everybody's kind of open and uh you know going going through their going through their own thing but, but still leaning on each other um you know i remember going to the beach when we was growing up down at uh in like Mokoa beach that's when 
you know, I had everybody living in Moko and Bara Beach. But, you know, they would always, they, they would take care of us. We didn't even know them, you know. And they was like, oh, boy, come, come eat, you know. And these people, it's houses, you know, and they feeding us, right? So open, um, you know, just aloha everywhere. You know, everybody get their stereotypes or whatever. And, um, people, you know, people think think different ways, um, you know, about, about people that maybe no one house, but I always found that it was in those spaces that everybody, you know, kind of sharing, get along with each other and kind of help each other, um, you know, get through whatever they're going through. <coughs> I always say, you know, uh, steel is forged in a fire, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in any time anybody go through struggle or, or have any kind of struggle, you know, people bond. So, you know, whether it's, you know, house sense of being, you know, in, in poverty <coughs> um, together or, you know, whether it's on a football team and, you know, everybody bleeding and sweating on the field together. <coughs> or, you know, if people go to the military and, you know, they're in, they're in the foxholes or whatever together. You know, you end up, you end up bonding, you know, like that. And mm-hmm. <coughs> today, today's society is kind of a little bit different. You know, I don't, I don't know if you call them the Western society or because they're to the east of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, capitalist or American, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, you know, the American dream, right, is you can, uh, you can succeed individually, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, it's kind of what, what, what we're taught. You know, what, what we're taught in school. You, you can be any anything you want to be. You know, just you know, work work hard, do what you gotta do, um, and you know, kind of every man for himself. You know, like you're not dependent on on all these other people. You know, you can strive, and I guess that you know that's that's good for a lot of people, and you know that that works for a lot of people. And you know, I, I can understand the um, the draw of. Um, you know, having having the ability to to come from anywhere and go anywhere um, on your own, <coughs> um, but that that don't work for a lot of other people. You know, <coughs> um, us culturally, traditionally, Hawaiian people. I mean, not not only Hawaiian people, but you know, we like on you know society that work together, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, like everybody get together and cook. You know, everybody get together and, you know, plenty of hands make the light, make the work light. Huh? <coughs> and, you know, so everybody would kind of work, work together and help everybody else out. And, you know, that's that's how a lot of our people strive for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and without any economy or imports or, you know, mm. any of that, right? A lot of people say, oh, you know, if, if the boats stop coming or whatever to Hawaii, everybody going to suffer. I'm like, yeah. you know how people survive thousands and thousands of years with nothing coming in here? You know what I mean? The land the land can provide everything that you need. The only problem is, um, you know, people no longer have control of the resources of the land. And if, if, you're, if you're not able to, you know, to do and be that individually successful person, uh, you know, that will work for everybody. And so a lot of times you see, you know, people get left behind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a multifaceted thing. It's so much different things, <laughs> um, you know, that need to be done. Um, you know, all the way down to 
how how we define success as a people and mm-hmm. what what we're taught success is um you know through to 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 our education system to mm-hmm. our society um you know what is what is success is success do you have enough money to you know to to buy everything that you need or to buy one, one big fancy house or to buy you know some fancy car or you know is is success that you you know you're happy in your environment and your surroundings and you know get harmony around you you already noticed that the the higher the property value is the less you know your neighbors oh that's <laughs> so true <laughs> you know yeah. because the higher the property value is you know this this is all the people that that succeeded on their own you know it the the, the system the dominant system it work it works well for them and you know that's that's nothing bad you know for them but that just that don't work for everybody and you know <clears throat> so i started i mean you know i could do that too but i don't i don't i don't see that as as success you know what i mean like i can succeed on my own and ignore everybody else but is is that okay what does success look like to you you know is being happy and content and being independent enough so that your independent relationships uh, is more beneficial, you know? So, you know, like say if, you know, I, I can bring certain things to the table and, you know, yeah, like I could, you know, stri- I could strive independently, you know, and, and provide for myself, but If I can contribute, uh, you know, those those skills or, or that work or that effort or whatever, to 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 a group of people that also contribute as well, um, you know, and and maybe we can help help those other people that kind of falling by the wayside or you know that that need this interdependent relationships or interdependency or you know help because you know this succeed individually is not is not working for them you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we kind of went about <laughs> trying to figure out you know how how we can do that and how we can help everybody because you know like and how you know the city and the state they address houselessness you know is oh you know going to the shelter and then the shelter can help you get into you know uh, an emergency shelter transitional shelter transitional home and you know they they take you on to this but there's no real low income housing mm-hmm. i mean i don't, I don't see a lot of the like, truly affordable housing you know affordable housing as defined by the city is up to 140% the ami oh. <laughs> they can sell they'll they'll market it as as affordable housing and they can market it as affordable housing up to 140% of the ami wow so you know, people making hundred or you know, targeted the housing can be targeted at people making over a hundred thousand dollars and they can still call it affordable housing. <clears throat> and you know, in and this and this is the stuff that they when the when the developers right, oh we're gonna build these houses, um, you know, in the city it's like, Oh, okay, this this much, you know, in order to get the permits or whatever, this much we wanna see as affordable housing. And the guys go, Oh, okay, affordable housing. 
But affordable housing is not really affordable. <laughs> That's, I call it fake affordable housing. <laughs> fake affordable. You know what I mean? Because, you know, <laughs> they say affordable housing and then everybody go, you know, and then you start hearing the prices and you go, who the hell is that affordable too, you know? Um, so a lot of people is not, you know, is, is not able to to make it or to strive or, you know, to find security and stability, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to those avenues or individually. Uh, you know that that doesn't mean that that they're worthless or they're not or that they're lazy or you know <coughs> or you know that that they're useless you know it's just that that system is not working for them so what 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 can we do that will that can help you know all these people that are uh, kind of falling through the cracks mm-hmm. you know and the who know and I end up with a lot of those people that that fall through the cracks you know <coughs> um you know many have been through shelters this shelter that shelter this shelter that shelter and then you know they just kind of they're done with it you know and it's like yeah i'm not i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> um you know even a lot of people from kakako that you know that we're meeting is like um you know they oh these guys are you know they they're refusing help i was like refusing help like most of these guys, or a lot of these, I don't know about most, but I see a lot of people I talk to, um, they're, you know, they've been through the shelter one, two, three, four times. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, how much times are you going to keep trying to do the same thing, and they're going to keep falling out of this, this shelter system for one reason or another, um, before they just say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to that, to that revolving door, that process again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talk, we talked to this one uncle, is um is at the shelter and he would make dinner um you know he would help with the dinner so the staff was like oh you know you, yes you're helping in the kitchen so i'll go get your bedding and all of that and uh you know but he never signed them out because the staff was getting them oh. <laughs> and then you know the the shelter they get these rules where oh you know if, if you don't stay there for whatever consecutive nights they just they they throw you out you know oh, they okay if, if you're not coming oh. but he was there he just wasn't signing <laughs> he just wasn't signing them out because mm. the staff was taking them out Mm. <coughs> and so they kick him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, it's because they only like do drugs and stuff. It's not that. You know, it's, it's some of these these rules and the inflexibility. I think that's one of the bigger problems is this inflexibility. Um, you know, of, of a lot of the current the current systems. Um, that has a lot of people, you know, falling out or falling through the cracks and stuff. Where you know, who know what and I, you know, we get. We get twinkle, <laughs> and uh, you know you just kind of appeal to her. You know she get this huge heart. Um, you know she always, she like help everybody, and you know just, there's a lot more flexibility. You know it's it's you know, even like you know one of the big one of the big issues when people talk is like oh um, you know we gotta make sure they don't do drugs. I tell Twinkle, I said, oh, what do the guys do drugs? <laughs> she said, if I send away everybody who do drugs, how am I supposed to help them? Mm. I said, well, you got a good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? If, if if all take is, you know, some dirty piss test or whatever, and then, you know, you, you can throw them out. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of people that do drugs, even if they're trying to get clean, even through their journey, and everybody's journey is is, is unique, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's through there. Um, you know, unique to their to their situation, their condition. Um, 
they're going to relapse. You know, a lot of people, they, they relapse. You know, a lot of people, you know, you cannot, you cannot force somebody to stop doing drugs if they're not ready to stop doing drugs. You know, like, mm-hmm. they got to be ready. Everybody know they got to be ready. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going to take people into the shelter and then start to draw all these hard lines, um, you know, say, oh, this is, you can kick out. You're only bringing them in just for kicking them right back out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so, you know, we, we think it was like, you know, at, at the village, yeah, you know, like, yeah, we know, you know, you know, people do drugs. Um, but <laughs> as long as you're not, uh, you know, posing on threat to anybody, especially the kids, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, you know, maintain yourself, behave, you know, like be, be neighborly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, be making stupid big noise at three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, because people gotta work. People working there. Kids go to school. You know what I mean? No, don't steal from anybody. You get caught stealing, you get kicked out. <coughs> um, you know, you, you gotta be able to to trust the people. You know, everybody, everybody kind of in the you know the same the same predicament, the same situation. So, you know, no steal from, yeah. <laughs> no steal from each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and you know we. We're more about building this this community first, you know, and, and building relationships between people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the relationships the relationships come first. You know, you build that even before you get before the housing, before you know, you get structures and buildings and everything. You build rapport with the people, because mm-hmm. that's you know that's how people start to feel comfortable, start to feel stable, start to feel secure. Um, you know, in, in, in the village, you know, a lot of them have stuff that some of the other places don't have, like the safety and security and stability to, to leave their place, you know, and go to like, go to one job mm-hmm. and they don't have to worry about, you know, I will come back and all my stuff is gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of like the people in Kakako like that, they don't, they don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of of being able to just leave their stuff, say like, oh yeah, get a job. Oh yeah, well I'm gonna put all my stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, if I can go over here and get one job and I'm gonna work for what fifteen dollars an hour for eight hours, make I don't know how much because I cannot do the math <laughs> in my head fast. I'm either. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. We'll make them easy. Yeah, if I'm gonna work for fifteen dollars an hour for ten hours, I make hundred fifty dollars, but I come back and all my stuff gone. What's a, you know, what's what's the sense? Of, yeah. What's the sense of doing that? Um, you know, so. And then, you know, and it's not only other people taking them. Because, you know, if the the city and the states and whatever, right, when they do the sweeps, they come through. If if the person is not there to move their stuff, mm-hmm. all their stuff just get thrown away. Mm-hmm. You know, or they, they, they pack them up and they take them to the yard, um, whatever, and all of them. They say, oh, you know, you got to pay all this money for get your stuff back. You know, you got no more money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What what you, what you guys doing? Um, so, you know, and this and this is something that, uh, you know the the community provides you know it's safety, security, stability, um, a sense of, a sense of belonging. You know a sense that that you're part of something, that you're part of one family. You know mm-hmm. a lot of these people when they come when they come to the village, it's on their worst possible day. You know mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they come and see Twinkle, that's the day that they lost everything. Mm-hmm. You know <clears throat> they lost their house. You know they lost. And their belongings is on car. You know, they have nowhere to go. You know, it's the absolute worst day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it says something, you know, to be able to bring them in and say, you know, you know, this, you know, this welcome to our family. You know, we're going to sit here and, um, you know, you, 
you're part of us now. You know, you got to abide by these certain things and these certain rules. You know, you cannot be stealing from anybody. And they run down this, you know, list of just, it's basic. It's not too much rules. It's more like common courtesies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be neighborly or whatever. And, you know, and, you know, we, we all understand, you know, what you're going through. You see, like Twinkle, <coughs> she don't punch out at 10 hours or 8 hours, you mm-hmm. know, and then go home. Like a lot of people, you know, at the shelters and stuff, right? So, mm. you know, if, if you're going over there, you're in the shelter, you get the staff, right? Um, but, you know, as a person, being being part of that, you know, you're their job. You know, they they might love, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, that, that they don't love what they do. You know, they, they do that for a reason. And the people that work in the shelters, you know, I mean, I understand. You know, they mean the best and they do good work and they help a lot of people. You know, they do, the shelters do, they do help a lot of people. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, twink, twinkle not going home. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's she's there. You know, like, um, you know, it's something to be accepted. And you know, like, hey, I'm, you know, we we in this together. I in this with you. Um, you know, and whatever you know, whatever your hardship is or whatever, you know, what I mean? whatever you need from us, um, you know, we we gonna ride this out with you. Uh, you know, whether you gotta be here for two weeks, two months, or two years. Mm-hmm. Or eight years, you know. You get some people in a village; they don't, they don't want to go because that's that's their, um, um, what's that? Like that's that's their support system right now. That's their ohana. Right. Yeah. You know. So like, you know, you might have somebody, and they say, "Oh, okay." So you know, like maybe we got an auntie in a village, and she go, "Oh, you know, you get your section eight, you can go get into one house." Mm-hmm. But now you can be inside a house, and she gonna be with who exactly? By herself. You know what she I mean? don't get the support and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe some some of them, they're not, you know, they're not well. Some of them get terminal illnesses and stuff like that. So, you know, at least in the village, you know, yeah, I never see auntie for two days. You know, somebody go check up on her, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. go see how she's doing. You know, I never see her all day. You know, I usually I see her by 10 o'clock and I never see her today. So, you know, what's what's going on over here? You know, I go check up on them and, and see. You know, I've, I've been there a couple of times where, you know, people was injured, um, you know, you get like infections or whatever, and uh, you know, like they don't like go doctor. <laughs> Twinkle them, they go over there and they make them go. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they they care enough about and you know like hey, I can see, you know that that you need this, so you gotta go. You know, and so they make them go to the doctor. You know, that's that's another thing too that you know, this village provides a lot of people, um, you know, stability. So they're not constantly moving around, right? So they're all the, the people that do the social work and interact with the people in the village, they know when they come back tomorrow or the next day or the next day, their client's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, if the guys at Kakako, they get sweep. They don't know where, where they end up. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, don't know, you don't know where they're going, where they're going to end up, you know. And the, the guys, I think, you know, on, in that situation, I haven't talked to them much, but, you know, when, when I think it's true, um, is, you know, like a lot of the, the mental health people, um, you know, mental health issues. So a lot of times, you know, it's 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 a chore just to c- get them convinced that they need the help. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know that that they need to take you know medication or whatever, right? And then the guys they come through, they sweep them. These guys gone. You know, now the social worker cannot connect with them. They don't know where they went. Mm-hmm. And then they go off. You know, maybe they maybe they go off the med at some point. By the time the social worker found them, they you start back at square one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <coughs> so. You know, being able to provide this, you know, stability, um, you know, for people, these stable connections with, with the health and, uh, you know, social, 
uh, social resources and work was is a huge benefit. I think it's it's really important and it's also really interesting that you pointed out how you know people come to Pu'u Hono Owainai when it's their worst day when they've gone through all these shelters many many times and that these shelters are like a revolving door and and I think um, it it's a testament to that there's something about the, the the way that our dominant system is thinking about trying to solve houselessness that is just fundamentally not working, especially here in Hawaii. Um, you know, so I think that's really, really important and something that I need to consider more too, just you know, in my daily life, which is very, very important. Um, something that I was interested that you were sharing at our kickoff day was the kahale model. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you could share a little bit more about what that is and how it's practiced today in comparison to how it was practiced when uh, our ancestors were living. Right, right. One night when this when this whole thing first started, we kind of sat on a neat on uh, a street light in in the park, uh, the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of sat on the curb, you know, and we was talking and talking, and you know, just figuring out what what we're going to do. You know, how how can we help our people? You know, like we know we know we need different solutions, solutions that, that aren't being tried yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, you know the, the, the shelter systems and whatever, you know, it's the city's answer for everything. Oh, we have open shelter bins. Yeah, okay, you know. Um, it's like they have one thing, it's a hammer. Mm -hmm. And so they try to make everything look like a nail. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. they try to cram all their problems into this one solution because that's, that's the solution that they get. Mm -hmm. And that's the solution that they invested millions and millions of dollars in, um, you know, so that's what they do. Uh, but, you know, we, we understand that that's not, that's not working for, you know, a big chunk of people. A lot of people fall through. And, you know, like I said, a lot of people end up at uh, So, you know, if, if you kind of look at the traditional kahale system um you know and yeah so you had all these houses for different purposes right so you know you had like mm -hmm. you know sleeping houses men house <coughs> you know um but it's basically you know just large structures that are communally accessible that everybody um you know kind of contribute and you know help help to get you know whatever task done and if you look, I mean, you know, even in other places like the military, or anytime you got to deal with a lot of people um, efficiently, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you tend to move towards this communal style, right? So, you know, military, they do that. They get to mess all the barracks and stuff. Um, you know, when we were in Job Corps, we did the same thing. We had dorms, um, UH dorms, yeah. you know what I mean? Anytime you get these large amounts of people. And that's, I mean, you know, that's kind of basically the, how the Kahale system was, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one of the first things you start learning when, when you start, the, you know, looking into, you know, Hawaiian culture and stuff, and Nana Kikumu, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, okay, so, you know, now we know we had this bunch of people for thousands of years that just didn't just survive, but strive um, with nothing. You know, and like no imports, no, not depending, you know, everything, the land, anything they needed, the land would make, would provide, um, you know, and so we started looking at that, like, okay, how they did this, you know, um, and so we started looking, it's like, oh, and you know what, if, if we didn't run 
you know, kitchens and bathrooms and showers to one large structure. Mm-hmm. That would mean when we run in the water lines and the sewer lines, we'd run them to one structure. That means it would be one permit for one building. You know what I mean? All the, everything is focused there. And, you know, we so say we don't run, you know, plumbing and, and stuff to every single house. Sort of like how it is now yeah. in the village, right? Yeah. You know, everybody, they know more plumbing and everything. Actually, the, the bathrooms is actually across the street in the park. Mm. You know, so if we, if we built, you know, a new village, but we took the bathrooms and everything and we put them in the middle of the village, so the thing is more accessible than it is now, um, you know, and we made like a large uh, kitchen area that people could actually use, you know, to cook either collectively for everybody or, you know, individually. You know what I mean? Maybe have like two or three stoves or, you know, whatever, girls. Mm-hmm. That people could prepare their meals, you know, either for themselves or for, for large groups of people. Um, showers and bathrooms. <coughs> um, showers with hot water. Mm. <coughs> um, the, the day, the day I get to stand by and watch these kids shower in hot water every night gonna be a good day for me <clears throat> and they all shower in cold water out in front of everybody mm. you know what I mean yeah. <clears throat> but one day soon not gonna be like that <clears throat> so sorry <laughs> and um you know so we look at that and said okay this you know this is this work you know and if you look at what how they're doing them now I mean you know how they're living now that would actually be an upgrade you know, if we had, you know, centralized, you know, kitchens and, you know, structures like that, mm-hmm. actual structures. And in the location we at now, the villages at now, we, they cannot, they cannot build stuff over there. <laughs> um, underneath the ground is honeycomb. They will never be able to run water, you know, into, into and throughout the village. Um, so, you know, that's one of the, the big, one of the benefits of, of finding a new location. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to find a new location. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you just took the principles of the principles of the Kahale system and you know how they used to you know everybody used to kind of get along and get by with that and kind of replicate it so you know you don't have you know like your individual like me I live on Hawaiian homestead Mm -hmm. but that's one suburb in America really you know what I mean (laughs) you know I get we get my house I get one bathroom, uh, two bathrooms, one kitchen. Mm-hmm. Next door, two bathrooms, one kitchen. Next door, two bathrooms, one kitchen. Um, you know, and it, that's mostly convenience. That's not, you know, necessity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and ironically, anytime you build a house, all your money go into your bathrooms and your kitchen because that's where all the money go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything else is just wood and drywall, right? You know, mm-hmm. when you start running the plumbing and all that stuff, that's... You know, that's where all the money goes, plumbing, the tile, you know, all these different cabinetries and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So, you know, if we can, if we can centralize that so everybody could collectively share in the, in the kuleana of, of that, you know, paying for it, of course, and then also, uh, you know, maintaining, you know, (coughs) and, uh, you know, also if, if we can get this, you know, it's kind of communally, uh, communally driven uh, type of system going right in a village everybody can do something 
mm-hmm. right? Maybe not a lot of, maybe some people, you know, they get a hard time holding down on 925 for whatever reason, whatever. <laughs> you know, if they don't, they don't. But, you know, maybe Uncle No can wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and <laughs> take his ass to work, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But can you have one big pot of food ready for the guys that rent work when they come home? If they get something, they don't have to worry about cooking or anything. They can just come home and eat. You know what I mean? Can you provide on, you know, something like that? You know? I think, you know, that's that's some good payoff. You know, that's something that they can do, that they can contribute, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to, to the collective, right? And, you know, as, as somebody who who goes out and goes to work, you know, and you got to sit in this traffic and get all the way back into Wainai, you know, and to, to come home and you don't have to worry about, or, you know, you get your own meal sitting over there, you know, waiting for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, that's awesome, you know, and especially if they get kids, you know, yeah. and I don't even worry about, oh, you know, I got to cook for the kids and this and this. Mm-hmm. You know, you get uncle over here that, you know, like I said, maybe 925 not for him, you know, maybe he can cook, you know. Mm-hmm. Some other guys, you know, maybe 925 not for them, but, you know, they're willing, they're more than willing for pick up some weed eaters or whatever, you know, and, and you know, maintain the grounds. Um, you know, you might have auntie over there. Uh, you know, she cannot exactly go to work for whatever reason. You know, maybe she can help watch some of these kids of these people so they don't have to pay seven or $800 a month for child care yeah. while they go off to work. You know what I mean? And, you know, they, they don't have to figure out something from the state. You know, they, we can handle them internally in, you know, in village with everybody, you know, collectively providing something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody can benefit somebody. And if you think you cannot do nothing, we won't find you something for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's always work to be done. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. but you know, it it helps people to give them a sense of uh, of worth. You know what I mean? When when you when you're able to do something and you can see other people benefit from them, you know, and then you don't feel worthless yourself. It does something for you know for the, for that individual too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, they don't they don't feel worthless. Yeah. So. You know, and that and that's also, you know, part of healing or coming back from, you know, wherever um, you know, wherever it was, you know, and you know, it could be a start, you know. I'm curious to hear a little bit more of like the challenges that you and Pu'uhonua and I have faced, like whether it's from like the state or the local government or if it's from other people who live in the community or the general way that society thinks about like houseless people and um, what are some of like the biggest challenges that that you have faced and tried to mitigate um i mean you know last year they started talking about sweeps mm-hmm. and that ran everybody's anxiety super high you know and wasn't really quite sure um you know when when I'm not gonna lie, you know, when we first started this, I was when I was like, if I gotta buy um household materials piece by piece and hammer this thing up in the location that it's in, then that's what we're doing, you know, and like I just we just I set out to to house our people. You know, I just like feed and house our people. That's all I like to um, you know, so was, I was kinda bullheaded about it. <coughs> um, you know, the state had other ideas, right? They know they don't like they don't like the village there, you know. Um I can I can understand. But one, you know, one one thing that 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 Puhono and I uh, has 
that a lot of other places don't have is community support. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the Twinkle has done major things. Um, you know, one of the the large things that she's done is uh, be like a liaison between the the village and the and the wider community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you know initially these have people walking you know to the Wine High School campus in the middle of the day. You know, you, you cannot be doing that. You know, and this kids go over there. You cannot be having grown yeah. people just walking through the campus. Um, you know, so that was something that, you know, the high school never liked. And, you know, so, you know, Twinkle got involved in, you know, today the people in the high school get her phone number. So if people start doing that, they'll just call her, you know, and she'll take a description. You know, who's that? What do you look like? You know, what her, you know, he or she look like. Mm -hmm. He's riding on a bike, you know, whatever. There's walking, you know, let me know. And she'll find them. she make sure they're not even going to do that again. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, you know, she always drive, drive a point to all the people that live there. I was like, hey, you know, you guys got to behave in a certain way because, um, you know, we get enough heat just being here. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and there's also, the, you know, a lot of people that, that, that is there, um, you know, they get ties to the wider community as well, right? So, you know, you get, that's, oh, my auntie lived there, my cousin lived there, you know, my niece lived there, my nephew lived there. Um, so, you know, when... When when you know when the states say oh you know we're gonna sweep these guys it's not a bunch of strangers you know and this is oh this that's my cousin that's my auntie that's my mm -hmm. uncle you know that's my you know my niece this is people that you know that we care about um, you know and you guys gonna take away their homes um, you know so there's there's a pretty loud uh, you know backlash um, from the wider community was was enough so that we had to have one special neighborhood board meeting oh yeah yeah. Yeah. It was a special neighborhood board meeting just just for that because um you know they came in and announced announced it uh kind of at the end of one of the regular neighborhood board meetings and I was like no 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 this requires more discussion yeah <laughs> oh, and man. that that place was was packed that night you know and so we had this um <coughs> this thing but you know so I mean, you know, but during that time, you know, we we ended up talking to the governor. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, I mean, you know, first we, at first we talked, I guess, to one of his peoples or whatever, and then uh, then they say, oh, they they're not gonna talk to us anymore, and so you know, I was trying to figure out, like, oh, what does that mean? Like, I don't I don't know what that means because we had on one meeting with with one of the governor's guys, mm -hmm. and then they canceled the meeting, so you know, we didn't know what to make of it, and then you know, Twinkle, she called me up, she said, I need you right <laughs> now. It's like what? She go. The governor like meet with me today in like a couple hours. Oh, like, that's what? so nerve wracking. <laughs> so I'm working, you know, like yeah. I I driving. I drive CDL truck, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm driving, uh, headed to like Honolulu shipyard for drop off and roll off. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? I just I left work. <laughs> I drop that. I call my son. My son used to work with me. I tell him, hey, I'm gonna bring the truck back over there. You gonna finish the rest of my runs for today? So I went, you know, and and we met we met with them. Um, but you know that was that was one of the turning points, uh, you know. In, in meeting, you know, some, I thought I was meeting at the Capitol. I go to the Capitol and then come to find out we're not meeting at the Capitol. We're meeting at Uncle Bob's house around his kitchen table. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, you know, I was kind of nervous. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we, we went inside and you know we we didn't talk, and uh, you know one one of the. One of the best, he did one of the best things he could do there. And he sat there and he said, well, what do you guys want? Well, you know, like, what's, what's, you know, he, he didn't come in with, 
oh, you know, you gonna do this and you gonna do this mm-hmm. and you gonna do this. You know, he never, he didn't, he didn't come in with that attitude. <laughs> he came in with, okay, so what, what do you guys want then? And I said, oh, funny, you should ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, well, you know, and uh, and you know, I've told them, I told them, several on several occasions. I said, but we have a plan. You know, we're working towards a plan. We have a plan. There is a plan. Um, you know. <coughs> and, you know, so I told him that day, too. You know, there's a plan. And uh, so I kind of talked about it a little bit. And then uh, we scheduled a follow-up meeting with the governor again. <laughs> and, you know, with that meeting, I was able to come out. And, you know, we was able to print some stuff out or whatever. And then show him, like, hey, you know, this, this is what we want to do. <coughs> and... You know, the, most of it is on the uh, alohalivesheer.org, mm-hmm. the website. <coughs> you know, and he's like, oh, you know, I, I think I think he's kind of impressed. I hope he was. I mean, was impressed enough so that, you know, he said, okay, we're going to do this then, oh. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and we told him, you know, basically it was we, d- we don't want to break up the community. You know, it's it's not the structures or the tents, or, you know, any of that. That's not That's not the value in everything. The value is in the community and how well everybody get along with each other and how everybody support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of nostalgic. You know, you yeah. like you're kind of young, but you yeah, know, I am kind of young. <laughs> um, you know, like a, a lot of us, you know, older people. You know, you, you kind of think back, you know, in time where you know it wasn't so doggy dog and so individualistic. You know, and people can kind of look out for each other and. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, you know, nowadays, if, if if the kid do something and auntie yell at him, then the mother come out and yell at the auntie. You know, that that wasn't wasn't like that. You know, back in our days, it was oh, auntie gonna come out and you gonna get a couple of cracks from auntie and she gonna yank you and she gonna take you home to your father and then you can get licking from your father too. <laughs> you know, he not even gonna ask her mm-hmm. what the hell would happen. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just you know automatically. It was this you know this community. Um, you know, everybody is more in tune with each other, more connected to each other. Everybody is so disconnected these days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in, inside this village, it's, you know, there's, there's this connection still, you know, and it's kind of missing from, you know, at least I think, you know, it's it's more it's more and more rare to, to find that connection um, amongst, you know, a group of people. So, the, I mean, this, this, that's the value of the village, you know, and this, this, mm-hmm. this is what we, we're trying to preserve, um, you know, structures or not, you know. Um, you know, stability and the, the interaction between the people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's 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 what we want to preserve. You know, so he's like, oh, okay. Um, you know, he took the plan. He said, okay, we will run with him. Um, you know, he introduced us to some um, the first deputy at uh, DLNR. Oh. Um, so you know, now we we talk to them, him and uh, uh, Pua. So Bob Musura and Pua, you been mm-hmm. super super helpful. Um, you know. We, we presented the plan like hey this is you know this this is what we're gonna do this is what we're trying to preserve and you know from that that point on you know now it's like we're all working together mm-hmm. you know trying to you know trying to trying to come up with you know or trying to make this thing happen right um which is pretty awesome because you know we went we came into the last year fighting with the state and stuff and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we, we we went out of last year you know working together um towards a common goal mm-hmm. and you know I, I love that you know they they uh, you know they listen you know they listen they didn't come in with their own agenda mm-hmm. you know they're like okay what do you know what do you guys plan you know and they look at the plan they you know kind of mold it over I guess you know and they was like okay 
that's that sounds like a good plan you yeah. know and you know let's all work together to do this and it's been it's been an amazing amazing ride mm-hmm. I mean, you know I, i'm hoping that that this year you know we'll be able to to realize some of that and uh you know at least secure on another location mm-hmm. um you know not only because i mean you know the state like us out um wants a village to be moved but also another location going to allow us to you know do stuff like run water um you know have like trash pickup um mm-hmm. going to allow us to farm there's a f- there's a farming uh mm-hmm. you know component to mm-hmm. the whole plan too <coughs> um I'm dead set on growing 200 uru trees. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I like I like see Kalo, um, you know, so Wala, mm-hmm. new my uh, stuff five staples, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I like just I like see that in abundance. Mm-hmm. But we cannot do that at the current location. Stuff no grow down there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Too close to the ocean. The soil is not not so good. So You know, if we can get to some place where the soil is better, and um, you know, we can, you know, run irrigation and stuff, <coughs> it'll it'll be beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that, you know, even like last year, you know, a lot of the we got a lot of people from outside too that have you know negative, uh, you know, negative views, and so you know, people fear what they don't know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it was Josiah with Terrell's Angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He uh when we did our our uh press conference, mm-hmm. I never know we could do that, but oh, we did that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when cuz there was this um this one bill that was going to exempt the Puno from getting swept mm-hmm. and then they took them off the they took them off the agenda. So oh. it was like what the hell was going on? Yeah. So then there's like, "Oh, we can do a press conference." I said, "We can do that." They yeah. said, "Yeah." And they started just Channel two gonna be here. Channel four. I was like, wow, you know, this this this, this yeah. group of people that we work at, um, known as Huyaloha, mm-hmm. um, you know, amazing, amazing people. Um, you know, James Koshiba, Lani Apio, um, Darcy, uh, <coughs> Kathy, you mm-hmm. know, and so on. And you know, they've been really a driving force behind a lot of the stuff that we've been doing, and kind of ch- you know, kind of show us, show me. You know, at least you know different ways to get things um, done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different ways to work instead of just my bullheaded bull rush. I just <laughs> do what yeah. I like. I don't care. You know, <laughs> um, but you know they've they've been really uh, it's this huge driving force um, behind everything that that we've done. Um, oh, and Mike Hodge, Christina Moon. Mm-hmm. Well, it's <coughs> definitely a collective effort from people from all different kinds yeah. of positions yeah. to. Yeah. Work through that. Something that um, really stuck out to me that you said at the kickoff day panel was that uh, you hope to have something like PCC, but you know, when you at the end of the day, you don't take off your costume. Um, can you talk a little bit about like where you see Puuhono Owayanai and like generations to come and what the end, the the dream is and that we are gonna achieve? <laughs> well, I mean that that. That vision is kind of a little bit different than you know than what the village is, but I mean mm-hmm. I guess the village could, I mean it could be that way one day. But um, you know that that idea was was uh, you know people they they trying to appeal to tourists, right? Mm-hmm. But tourists, a lot of tourists, not they they coming out more to the west side or whatever, and they're trying to get away from this um, commodified Waikiki, yes, yeah. um, you know Hawaii, because they know that's you know that's not that's what they're fake. coming for, right? Yeah. 
You know, you're not coming over here for fake hula dancers in fake skirts with fake pepper flowers in the mm-hmm. ear. You know what I mean? Giving us orchids. Orchids. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think there's an interest for, you know, the culture and stuff. And, you know, there's an opportunity because I think that there's enough um, desire by enough Hawaiian people that want to perpetuate uh, our traditions, our language, um, our culture, that, you know, you. one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest things that, that Hawaiians have a problem with is we don't want land. You know, we, we like, we like farm. We like, uh, you know, we, we like grow our kalo. We like, you know, have all these things in this um, ability and the space to perpetuate our culture. And, you know, it's, it's becoming increasingly difficult to, to, to find that mm-hmm. um, availability. <laughs> so, you know, that, that idea was just like, you know, if, if somebody that had land, like say, Makar Resort, that doing nothing, mm. <laughs> um, you know, you could come in, you could, you know, get this Hawaiian population that is, you know, they want to pursue this and give them a space to do it, you know? Give them a space to, you know, hey, if you can do anything cultural, we like you do them here. You know, if you can teach hula classes, do them here. You know, if, um, you know, you're gonna have Mankai Puni school, put them here. Mm-hmm. You know, have all these people, um, you know, have after hours classes, teach everybody how for, you know, all that way. You know, and create this environment and, um, you know, so if you can create this environment, it's but it be true, you know, for real living, living, breathing. Hawaiian people, they want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, give them a space to do it. <laughs> and then if you like your tourists come, then you can yeah. bring your tourists, yeah. you know, and say, hey, this, this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they would pay money for that. I know already. You get these yuppie guys, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, if, if, you know, if you can say, hey, you know, you went to this one place and this is, that was it, you know, and, and you and you would feel this a lot too, mm-hmm. right? Because one of the biggest hostilities is that the Hawaiian people from the Hawaiian community is, you know, they don't have the ability or the resources to perpetuate their culture and, you know, land and space to do it. Mm-hmm. But if this is provided, you know, a, are pretty sure you know the Lord spirit gonna come out like true Lord spirit you know gonna come out you know because they're gonna be genuinely happy mm-hmm. you know they'll be they'll be satisfied um they're doing what they want to do you know they they able they have a space to perpetuate their culture you know and they'll <coughs> and that's when you can you know you can feel this Lord spirit so you know it's, instead of you know this uh, compromise thing you know it should mm-hmm. come together and build something that would be greater than either side could imagine mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know if the you know the Pu'onos will be that, um, but yeah, if we can get pretty close, that would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're doing this with on communication. I mean, with one community that uh, has very little to nothing, you know, and so we also, uh, at least I am, trying to take notes and take steps on as we go through this process. Uh, you know, is are there any laws, any policies that that might need to be changed so that we can do something like this again, mm-hmm. or you know, duplicate the effort, um, 
little bit more easily, okay. you know. And then so, you know, maybe you know, maybe the next one, maybe it doesn't have to be for help houses people. You know, maybe it could be one collective of you know people that want to perpetuate culture, mm-hmm. but say they have money. You know what I mean? Or if you like buy some some lot for two million dollars. You know what I mean? You're a collective of twenty people. Can accomplish that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, you could have like on council, you know, whoever input in money. Well, uh, let me just do the math right now on class <laughs> one. Two million divided by twenty people. That's hundred thousand each. <laughs> you find twenty people dedicated to the cause, they're willing for refinance their house and pull out hundred grand. Mm-hmm. It's twenty people. Yeah, twenty people, that's you. That's your council. You know what I mean? And they could they could do this. There's no reason why you couldn't do that. And they could do it with their own money. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not something that you'd you know you'd have to ask the ask the state or anybody for. You know. And ask if twenty people. You know, imagine when these guys they all of the everybody like come out and go marching. Mm-hmm. I see thousands. Everybody bring twenty bucks. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. For real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Crowdsource, huh? That's anybody's mm-hmm. game nowadays. It is, it is. Um, you know, it's, it's the more people you get, the you know, the the less, um, you know, less every individual got to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so you know, what what we're doing is something that could be you know adapted for for different things, and even what we're doing is an adapted um, thing from what like Uncle Bumpy them did. Mm-hmm. You know, three four years ago when this whole thing started, first thing I told I told Twinkle, I said, "You can go talk to Uncle Bumpy." She said, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. I said, oh. I said, you got to talk to him. She said, for what? I said, well, get, get one guy who took a bunch of people from living on the beach, and he get his own village. <laughs> one guy did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why these guys, the state, or nobody will go talk to him for asking him for advice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but that's the only guy I know. I said, you got to go talk to him, you know, so whatever. I talked to somebody, and I talked to the nephew, you know, Brandon. Brandon said, I'll call you back. Call me back in like 30 seconds. He said, oh, yeah. Well, I was on the phone with him for like maybe 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll call you back. Call me back in like another minute. <laughs> Uncle Bumpy said, you guys come up to the land. So, okay. So I told Twinkle, I said, hey, we're going to talk to Uncle Bumpy. She go, okay. I think we was about maybe 10 seconds away from the gate. She go, oh, so how long do you know him? I go, I don't know him. <laughs> I said, I'm meeting him right here right yeah. now. She's like, what? I, said, I don't know. I, don't know. I said, but all I know is he did him. You know, and we're trying to get to where he is. So you gotta talk to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How how can we you know how can we navigate this thing and how can we you know go about these things, um, you know hopefully without the jail part, you know. <laughs> if we don't talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you know I mean you know he, they did him. They, he's sitting on the land. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we gotta talk to. Him. So that's the first that's the first guy we didn't talk to. Mm-hmm. You know and they've, they've been they've been supporting us anything that you know anything that we needed, um, you know. Advice, donations, you know, whatever they they've been helping us ever since. It's been long, like three, I think it's about three years now, you know. And that's actually how we ended up naming the village Puhonua Waianai, mm-hmm. um, you know, in kind of in honor of um, the help that we got from Uncle Bumpy them mm-hmm. at Puhonua Waimanalo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's 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 where the that's where the name came from. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because it's like, hey, you know, Uncle, you know, I mean, you know, Uncle Bumpy's platform was more of a, a, a sovereignty thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, us is more of a providing, um, you know, stable housing and stuff for, for our houses community. But, I mean, you know, in, in the end, that's, 
You're still doing this. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's very similar. So you know, mm -hmm. we, we just what we're doing is just adapted from what I see as a proven model that has already worked. Mm -hmm. You know, so you take this proven model that already worked, and you know, of course, you know, we're doing, we tweaking them up a little bit. You know, doing a little bit different things. Um, but you know, and so the 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 next guy's after us. And I, I, I won't go and have some next guys after us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, you guys, you know, tweak them however you like. And I'll be, you know, we'll be more than willing to help. And Uncle Bumpy and I will be more than willing to help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Brandon Young, the guy is brilliant. Um, <clears throat> you know, he, he, he does this all day, all night, every day. That's what he do, you know. Um, you know, do stuff for, for Nation of Hawaii. And the guy is super sharp, man. I know... Our time is coming to a close, but before <laughs> we end, uh, would you mind telling listeners how they can support you and support Pu'uhono Wainai and what kind of steps you would like uh, community, our community in Hawaii to, to take? Oh, um, well, our website <laughs> is uh, www.alohalivesheer.org. Um, you know, you can, people have been donating on that. It's been amazing. Uh, you know, I never imagined that, that would have um, that much people, you know, donating to the cause. It's, it's been really amazing. Um, but you know, not in you know, if if you cannot donate, um, you know, and, and not and not not every donation is money, you know, because you know we uh, I think we just started to engage some of the people that have been signing up for volunteers, you know, for different things that that people can do. Mm -hmm. um, I just I I missed the gathering because my leg, but. Uh, uh, you know, we just had our first, I think, volunteer gathering. You know, it was looking, um, you know, for like uh, street team people, and not, you know, not only, I mean, you know, to to help the Pu'uhonua as well, but you know, we also trying to reach out and help everybody. You know, because our vision is kind of big. You know, we like help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, anybody that that this approach would would help, we like reach out and help. You know, in any way we can. So you know, being, um, you know, Huiloa Gang, they've been down at Kakaako, they've been real. Um, Integro and the the folks living in uh, Waimanalo on the beach over there. <coughs> um, so you know, sign up to uh, sign up to volunteer, donate, share. Um, you know, you guys know anybody that can do civil engineer work? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we will need that soon. <laughs> you know, we was real fortunate. Um, in in December, we had these guys donate one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to oh. us. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was crazy, you know, and, you know, we have some anonymous donors. So any any donations that come in um, at this point is is being matched dollar for dollar. So that 150,000 is going to be matched. Um, I think we're up to about, uh, you know, with with that donation and the donations that have been coming in online and stuff, we're up to about 200,000. We're over 200,000. So, you know, all of that going to be matched. Um, you know, come up to about 400,000. <coughs> and uh you know we're still looking at you know different different organizations or some people that that want to donate we just you know really we, we we raising money to hopefully you know purchase property mm -hmm. um if we can we're also talking to the state about uh, leasing property so that if we we end up leasing property um you know from the state then all the money is going to be uh it's going to go to building the structures and stuff um, yeah, so actually putting roofs over over the heads. Mm -hmm. So, 
Oh, well, thank you again, James, so much for sharing all of your mana'o and all of the wonderful work that you're doing. Thank you for tuning in and being interested in Indigenous innovation. I'm your host, Kalei Akau, and this is Pony Mana'o, the official podcast of the Purple Prize. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Pony Mana'o on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. We hope to see you next time. Bye.